0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for
1: justice and peace.
2: Good morning, it's hot. (laughs) The divine Joni Mitchell appeared at the Newport Jazz Festival a few weeks ago on July 25th. Her presence saturated the media. At 78 years, having recovered from a brain aneurysm, her sound was powerful and genuine. Joni sat in a gold chair and sang several of her classics. She sang both sides now. Tears and fears and feeling proud to say I love you right out loud. Dreams and schemes and circus crowds. I've looked at life that way. But now old friends, they're acting strange. They shake their heads. They say I've changed. And then the line heard around the world. Well, something's lost. But something's gained in living every day. For a few minutes, our chatterbox minds, filled with crisis and chaos and concerns, paused. A collective hush in the air, an invisible connection. For a few minutes, our despair was lifted. Connectedness, visible and invisible, collectives, belonging, tribe. This is what I would like to address today. But first to say, I am deeply honored and humbled to be invited back to deliver a sermon to the Arlington Street Church, or as I like to call it, a non-sermon. For over two and a half years during the pandemic, I've met Arlington Street Church friends only on Zoom, and it is sheer joy to see these friends here live, my heart. When I was invited to deliver a sermon again, I said yes, and then the word tribe came to mind as my topic, and then I panicked. How should I approach this topic? I'm not a historian or a researcher, I'm simply curious. And then I looked to my collective, my circles, my tribe, I asked questions and gathered information. In fact, I directly asked a few friends, please, if you could, just write the sermon. But they didn't. I won't name names. You know who you are. Tribe. There's a dictionary definition. And for me, this word tribe surfaced from the pandemic. We all emerged from isolation with a keen awareness of who or what we lean on. For survival, we joined pods, zooms, you name it, we needed to belong. And through thoughtful discussion, I discovered that the word tribe is a sensitive word. It falls in the category of cultural appropriation. Tribe is often used to refer to other groups of people that are wrongfully seen as primitive or unevolved through the eyes of the white settler. So what do I mean by tribe? I mean, who or what is the collective that holds you? I mean, how are you connected? I mean, who or what is your hammock I was led to Sebastian Younger's book, Tribes. In a nutshell, he describes tribe as the people you feel compelled to share the last of your food with. He notes the sentiment was lost in modern society. Agriculture, then industry, changed the human experience. We accumulated more things, more properties, more, 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 more cars. We acted as individuals. The choices that formerly moved us toward a common goal, good, disappeared. The poet and writer Gwendolyn Brooks states We are each other's harvest. We are each other's business. We are each other's magnitude and bond. The anthropologist Margaret Mead wrote, Having someone wonder where you are when you don't come home at night is a very old human need. John Lewis, politician, civil rights activist, member of the US House of Representatives, organizer of marches on Washington, practitioner of the philosophy of nonviolence, Lewis, who was attacked and beaten for his beliefs and the color of his skin, notes, we are one people, one family, the human family, and what affects one of us affects all of us. I discussed this topic with friends Jens and Teresa, co-founder and director of Foolery Music. Foolery is a profound local nonprofit organization for musicians and mental health recovery. At a retreat, the group was asked, what are some of the high points from our time together? Their replies, One, to be part of a community. Two, to share a part of who they are. Three, to be seen and heard. Seems very simple, doesn't it? I spoke to Chris, the gas station attendant around the corner from my house. Chris has the widest smile. I asked him one day, gee, you smile like that every day, why? He told me that he nearly took his life. He said, how I, he said, now I recognize despair in others. He said, I begin my day fully engaged. I look out for people in my circles all the time. I love this, waking up engaged. My dear friend, John, a real historian, touched on tribes historically from a broad perspective Homo sapiens have been around 200,000 years. And for most of those years, we lived in tribes as hunters and gatherers. We only began to farm and build cities around 10,000 years ago. So as John noted, we really are hardwired to be together in a collective. We want to find value, contribute to a group and belong. And further, thinking on various layers of tribe, local, national tribes. In this time of our country's division, which collective are we aligned with? Who or what will we stand by? On our international, global tribe, the pandemic has no borders. We are all intertwined. And more expansively, our ecological, universal tribe. Birds, plants, animals, air. We are currently in the midst of a grand imbalance, extreme scorching heat and flooded lands. We are poorly aligned with the grade of collective called nature. And we know that if we don't acknowledge these dangers, we all will suffer. As a person choosing to engage in circles, local, national, global, universal, at times my heart fills with despair during these challenging days. Like many of us, I really don't know how to navigate through this quagmire. I don't know how to help the collective. It's overwhelming, isn't it? I stumbled upon a Howard Zen quote recently that helped me and I'm going to be running with this one for a while. From his book, You Can't Be Neutral on a Moving Train. He said, to be hopeful in bad times is not just foolishly romantic. It is based on the fact that human history is a history, not only of cruelty, but also of compassion, sacrifice, courage, kindness, What we choose to emphasize in this complex history will determine our lives. If we only see the worst, it destroys our capacity to do something. If we we remember those times and places where people have behaved magnificently, this gives us the energy to act. And if we do act in however small a way, we don't have to wait for some grand utopian future. The future is an infinite succession of presents. To live now as we think human beings should live in defiance of all that is bad around us is itself a marvelous victory. Howard Zinn. So who is your collective? Let's take a moment here to breathe and pause, to think about those who feel isolated, alone in the world. In a discussion with my longtime friend David, he thought, it's our privilege, the duty, of those who are comfortably held by the hammock of their own collective, not to just savor it, but to use the power of the collective to help. And what is this power but love, 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 multiplied. To reach out in whatever way possible to those who haven't found their way home. What are the actions we can take to help reconnect, to re-engage? Like many, I deeply felt the isolation of the pandemic. I reached out to many who is my collective, my family, My family who during the pandemic constructed a tent for the Polish Christmas Eve Vigilia dinner, 40 of us gathered and ate in 20-degree Arctic weather. We ate cold Polish kielbasa. What does that say? My tribe is my daughter. My tribe is her father, my husband, Roberto, who passed away six years ago. Roberto and his Italian family really taught me all about tribe. Italians really no tribe. When he passed, my core was shaken. I hold Roberto and my in-laws and my heart as my tribe always and I've opened my heart to new love, new tribes. Lola, my dog, she's in my tribe. Friends, during the pandemic, our our tribe held birthday parties in backyards under heaters in snow. We delivered medical devices to each other to test oxygen levels. We were unable to embrace, so we did all we could to connect. We really didn't want to lose each other. Various poetry and writing and theater groups hold me, and this collective The Arlington Street Church, the Thursday 5 p.m. writing group is my hammock. We connect, share, and think. From Toni Morrison, poet, there is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. This is how civilizations heal. Like failure, chaos contains information that could lead to knowledge, even wisdom. When we sign off from the Zoom meeting, we often say, how lucky we are. Indeed, we are very lucky. Back to Joni Mitchell. You'll soon hear the audio recording from the Newport Jazz Festival. The LA Times noted Joni's performance as a reminder that there is a reason to keep hanging in there, pushing forward. Seeing the rows and flows of angel hair along with rain and snow, both are real. Joni's last lines were delivered with lightness and delight, a wisdom perhaps that she's come to. I've looked at life from both sides now, from win and lose and still somehow it's life's illusions I recall. I really don't know life at all. In the end, we are one tribe. A tribe that surrenders to the unknowable. That's just what we do. Thank you.
0: and now for our benediction i invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste i bow to the divine in you our benediction today is the circles around us by brad montague we begin by drawing a circle on the ground around each shoe a safe little place for just one person nobody in the circle but you you could keep that circle closed to everyone but yourself but that would be like a library with just one book on the shelf. So let's draw a bigger circle for you and your family to share. Now you see all that can happen in a circle full of care. It becomes a happier circle as more loved ones come to stay. And wouldn't it be even better if all your friends could come and play? So you stretch and draw your circle even bigger than it's been and let a few more people know they're welcome to come in. In the circles all around us, everywhere we go, there's a difference we can make and a love we can all show. Yet there are still so many outside the circle who are different in all they do. Though it feels slightly uncomfortable, we draw a bigger circle for them too. It doesn't mean the circle is easy, it can get harder the more we share. But wonderful things can happen when love is known and felt everywhere. As time passes, our eyes open, we see others we really care for. And that's when we ask ourselves, oh, what's the circle really there for? So let us create bigger circles for the rest of our days. Let our caring ripple out in a million little ways. In the circles all around us, everywhere that we all go, there's a difference we can make and a love we can show. As our circles grow and grow and we watch them wonder-eyed, remember the first circle started with just the love you hold inside. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your heart. Amen.
1: my divine where you go I will go beloved where you go I will go where you go I will go beloved where you go I will go for your people